Hey ladies, fellas, and friends, you are listening to another episode of Three Dope Wives with LaKendra Adesui, Adelise Jones, and Lamisha Dixon. With over 30 years of collective experience, we are here to give you an inside look at what marriage is really all about. Honey, we are airing out all the dirty laundry, spilling all the tea, and telling all the business. Are you looking for something really real? Then, honey, pull up a chair and grab your favorite cup of something hot as we dish on all things marriage. Well, friends, welcome to another episode of Three Dope Wives, the podcast that opens the door to the real married life from the perspective of three amazingly dope wives. I am your homegirl, LaKendra, in the house with my homegirl, LaMisha, and we got some good topic for you today. But before we jump into all that, sis, how you feeling? Girl, I am good. Listen, it is the first day of school here. Okay. Um, the second day for some folks, some folks don't start till next week, but the kids are out of the house. They're at school. Hey. And so, I mean, once I walked my daughter to school this morning, I hopped in a car, ran a couple errands and trying to enjoy a little bit of the peace and quiet. Cause I'm gonna have to run and go get her. Mm. <laughs> the day went by super, super fast. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're a little bit leery because there are schools across the country that are shutting back down and quarantining because the pandemic has returned. The Delta variant yeah. is not playing. Oh. Um, so we're just prayerful. Yeah. Happy that they are in school, but prayerful that they stay safe and mm-hmm. do what we told them to do. Like, keep your mask on, continue to wash your hands and you know, don't be bullied or feel a certain kind of way because somebody does, you know, because everybody around you doesn't have a mask on, especially for my little yeah. one. Oh, no, that's so true. I, I um, And you know what's so real about that, too, is especially where we are there. The Delta variant has hit and I feel like people are like the news is not playing it like they used to. Um, yes. And so people are going about their lives like it's all good. And I just read an article that uh that basically outlined there's literally like one or two NICU or PICU beds left in the state. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I, I mean, it's packed. Out of yeah. 285 beds, there's like one, two that are available. Yeah, like, and, and it's, it's packed. It's- and there are people who are really sick, who have terminal illnesses, who have broken bones, who have all kinds of things like that, who cannot get the attention that they need because there aren't beds available. Um, they're getting, I mean, I saw a guy yesterday who was going ham on TikTok because his wife has stage four cancer. And he felt like she got discharged just a little too early. And it was because they were out of space. They had people who were gravely sick coming in with COVID. And his thought was, if you decided not to get the vaccine, then Mm -hmm. decide not to come to the hospital when you get sick. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I mean, you're okay. So here's the thing. Um, So you're talking about adult beds. I'm talking about children. Children are getting hit hard with this Delta variant. And so kids are, you know, they're getting hit. And not only that, it's RSV season. Why have I never heard of RSV until like recently? Like I'd never heard of this. And so now it's another thing. My husband and I were talking about this. I never heard of RSV, never heard of hand, foot, mouth disease um, either, which just sound like some nasty um, so I mean, like these things are happening on top of you know COVID and the Delta variant, so it's just like so crazy right now. And I, I, I am, I don't know, I think I'm becoming more aware of these things because I'm a mom now. Um, mm-hmm. or I would just let me change that I'm a mother actively in the motherhood, yes. Um, so yeah, it, it's 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 a uh, it's hard out here. It is, it is, and it's definitely troublesome. We um last night some really close friends, all of our kids, you know, have been in our uh circle during the pandemic mm-hmm. and um we kind of keep up with each other and all try to do the right things. We brought our kids together last night, put them in the middle of the room. Well, we were outside on the patio. 
Mm-hmm. And we just put a circle around them and we just prayed over them last night before mm. um, the first day, before today, the first day of school. And yeah. so I'm just, you know, continuing to pray for all of the babies, all of the kids, those yeah. who are exposed to viruses, to this virus, and then those who are not exposed and need care and aren't getting the care they need because, you know, the NICU is, is full of, you know, people, anti-vaxxers, mm-hmm. not, you know, and they have taken over some NICU floors for COVID patients. Like there's wings of the hospital where there's that one wing. Specific. Yeah. Yeah. For COVID. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. So I, I'm going to just say, I, I haven't gotten the vaccine and I'm going to say yet, just because recently I've been thinking a lot about it. Um, my bigger concern was not, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Like I'm not like, oh, no vaccines. But my concern was, how does this impact my ability to have children in the future? Um, Mm -hmm. And so there's been not a whole lot of research on it. There have been some smaller case studies that have been done. Like, okay, how does this impact women's ability to get fertility? My my fertility clinic has cited one of these studies. um, And it looks like it doesn't impact. Uh, There's not a... uh, there's not a deviation from women who've gotten the vaccine versus women who've not that have Mm -hmm. been able to successfully get pregnant. So there's that, but I mean, I was still kind of like, but they haven't had long to study throughout the pregnancy. You get what I'm saying? Cause it's still so new. So there's just that, uh, you know, um, sort of feeling, but also the Delta variant is making me think very much about it. Cause I'm just like, well, shoot, they talking about this is like, 10 times more contagious and you know I, I would hate to get sick and die like that just is not just period that's basically what you it know is. what I mean flat yeah. out it's definitely more contagious um but people who are non-vaccinated like most hospitals are full of people who have not been vaccinated mm-hmm. and there's just been there's not a lot of research true but, uh, you know, as far as, you know, people who want to have a baby, people who, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I don't know, really, honestly, I can't say who can say, you know, um, right. they're saying it's perfectly right. safe. They say it's perfectly safe, but, you know, who can say? Yeah, who can say. And I mean, Kendra, you don't go nowhere. You really don't do nothing. You stay in the house. Um, yeah. You know, I would say if you have not got anybody who has not gotten a vaccine, then stay in the house. I mean, that's pretty much what I do. Like, it's to the store and it's back home. And I double mask these days because I feel like I'm wearing a mask. One for me, one for you. Because people out here in Texas ain't wearing nothing. They feeling they feeling themselves. They up here smelling themselves like they would say back in the day. They feeling real super confident. They like, oh, we good. Listen, don't come to Texas. Don't mess don't with do Texas it. right now. Don't don't do don't it. Mess with Texas. Listen, save yourself. Okay. Right. Save, save yourself. yourself. <laughs> Beware wherever uh wherever there's the lockdown, be there. Yes. Hide your wife, hide your kids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't doing right in Texas. We right. ain't doing right at all. At all. We a mess. So we got <laughs> some good stuff to get into. I um I, I just recently celebrated 14 years of marriage. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, next year will be 15 years. My husband talking about renewing our vows. I'm like, let's see how these next 12 months go. You know what I'm saying? Make sure I feel like you. <laughs> I mean, see how that goes. Um, <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, 14 years strong. So crazy. 14 years. First time having a baby in our house. How about that? Yes, all kinds of new, wonderful, exciting mm-hmm. adventures. Child, child, I'm gonna call yes. them adventures, child. They are. We're we're trying foods now, and that's that's exciting. My yes, such a little character. He's funny. He is hilarious, and the faces, the blank stare he was giving you when you was trying to get that baby, the oh, mangoes yeah, yeah. was everything. <laughs> For our listeners, <laughs> I have been sharing videos. Uh, with my son, uh, you know, his journey to, you know, eating and all of that. And so I shared this weekend, we tried, not this weekend, just a couple of days ago, we tried mangoes. And yesterday, actually, we tried mangoes. And he, I, we on the fence about mangoes. We don't know if he likes them. Fence. He likes his um, fingers more. 
He likes his. He does. He is a legit finger sucker. He's like, ah, taste a little food, suck a little fingers. Taste a little food, suck a little fingers. So we, yeah, we're we're having fun with that. Yes. Um, but aside from that, we've got some good marriage stuff to talk about, you guys. Um, and we're jumping into just some deep waters regarding our relationships today, because mm-hmm. marriage deep. It's 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 tough work, and it's it's a uh, it's serious business. So, Misha, let's uh, let's talk about it. Um, why don't you lead us on in? Sure. I think this is a good topic because um, with everything that's going on and some of us who felt like we were kind of the, the, the reins were coming off a little bit and we had a little bit of freedom and we was going to kick it a little bit and we were getting out and feeling ourselves and, and we started dating each other again in our marriage. Um, now we might be back to trying to stay in the house. And there are some things we got to clean up and get straight that we might not have fixed all the way, mm-hmm. you know, during the pandemic. So today we are talking about emotional stability in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the topic for today, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So, so what does that mean? What does that mean? So it means if it means your marriage can withstand difficult situations, handle adversity mm-hmm. and remain productive and capable throughout those adversities. Mm. Um, it means your marriage will look better and stronger after each trial and adverse situation and trust and confidence will remain. Mm. Trust and confidence will remain. Mm. What do you think after about the that? adversity? Um, <laughs> I'm sitting up here like, okay, um, trust remaining after the difficult situations i think that there takes a measure of maturity in order to reach that place um especially in this fickle society that we live in whenever everybody is you know encountering something that you don't like don't feel good that annoys you upsets you what have you or is a challenge or it rubs you wrong the first thing you want to do is bail like Yes. I mean, remain in the situation with confidence. Like, I don't want to remain at all. Like, bye. Yes. You know, so I feel that it takes a level of maturity, um, a little, a, a level of what they used to call stick with itness, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in order to to reach that that level of um, goodness. I want to say in a marriage, because when you can get to a place where we can conquer these adverse situations and. St- still come out winners in our marriage. Um, I feel like that's just another, that's a level of elevation that you just, you get to through sticking through it. Yes. Yes. And I mean, there's some good things here that we're going to talk about. And I want to make sure we talk about how, you know, at the end, um, what that looks like, because we're talking about getting through it. Um, But let's talk about um, what, what are some of the things that could, bring the smoke to the marriage what are some of those um those difficulty situations like that could cause some emotional instability in a marriage um for one go ahead you got one oh yeah no i was gonna say i just i think that um um misunderstanding you know what i mean can often Mm be um an area that, uh, as you, as you, t- to use your term, brings the smoke into the marriage relationship. It's that misunderstanding. It's that I didn't understand what you meant when you said, um, where you know communication breaks down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I said, I said this, but you heard that. I meant this, but you felt that. You get what I'm saying? So I feel that those are areas where where the smoke can become fire in relationship because then that's kind of a, a crazy cycle of um, communication breaking down. Yeah. Cause if you said this and I heard that, then you could quietly build up resentment. You could, you know, mm-hmm. be walking around giving somebody the silent treatment for the whole day. Um, and mm-hmm. some things that like, I, I can tell you right now, I am very much so a person who, what my husband says, what my husband feels about me, you know, all of those things matter to me. There are things my husband has said to me years and years ago that I could quote verbatim right now that have stuck like glue. Like, um, that old saying, um, what's the old saying? Like, uh, words that it bounce off me and stick to you or, 
you know, that is not true. That is not true. Words stick, they matter and they hurt. And so when there is a communication breakdown, because we didn't take the time to get clarity, you could Mm -hmm. walk around traumatized by something that was said that wasn't meant or not even meant for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> or but maybe your not entire marriage with that um with malicious intent. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, dang, I wasn't trying to hurt your feelings. I was just, you know, because some people are just matter of fact in their speaking. You get what I'm saying? And so whenever yeah. somebody says something and it's just like, oh, well, it's just what it is. And you said, you're like, well, dang, that cut deep to the marrow of my bones. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't, mm-hmm. I felt that all the way through and through. And they said, you're like, I don't even know why you mad, you know? And I think you said something really clutch. Um, when you said that you could be silently building up resentment, that I think is just a really, um, it's a key factor to, to keep in mind that whenever something is said and it's not meant maliciously, then we are automatically falling into, I want to say this sunken place of, uh, building up bad thoughts or negative energy towards your spouse. And that is the opposite of love, people, right? Because if you're a Bible believer, you know that love always thinks the best, always believes the best, always hopes the best. And so mm-hmm. if you've taken something and now you're not thinking the best or hoping the best, you're thinking the worst, right? You mm-hmm. are building up a resentment that is essentially making a hard place in your heart towards your spouse and turning that person into your unspoken enemy. Right, right. I'll give y'all a situation. So um, a long time ago, me and my husband married 15 and some change. And a long time ago, my husband said, like, I put on um, a tank top and this was, I was a little bit heavier, way more bustier. And I put on a tank top and my husband said, um, you gonna wear that? And I was like, yeah, he was like, like that kind of stuff is like for smaller women. Oh, right. And so I didn't say anything. My feelings Mm. was hurt. Um, I, change clothes and for a very long time I did not wear the tank top you know a tank top wife beater type you know shirt not like a spaghetti strap shirt but just you know a real tank and so um you know several years go by and um I had you know had a couple kids and then I got a breast reduction Mm -hmm. right got a breast reduction and now I'm like I could definitely wear tank tops because you know at one point when you have heavy bust it makes everything look bigger right mm-hmm. it makes you look bigger and so here I am you know trying on a tank top you know standing in the mirror and he was like and my husband looks at me and he says oh because now you got smaller breasts or well, he didn't use those words it was a little bit you know some other words you know you know you part mm-hmm. of the itty bitty committed he was mm-hmm. like you you wearing tank tops now and I was like well before you said you know tank tops was for smaller women and he was like no I mean like like smaller he was like I just don't want my wife to like you fine I don't if you got tank top on people can really see what you got and I won't don't let me to see what I what you got I don't I ain't worried about was I want to know what's underneath. Like the whole time, he never cared. <laughs> he he Whether literally wore a tank top. He literally just meant that he didn't want something that was that thin and hugging. He didn't want me to wear it because everybody could see what he valued, which was yeah. the boobies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I walked around all this time not wearing tank tops. Every time I saw a cute little tank, I'm like, oh, I well, know I can't get that because my husband, he be acting, you know, funny. He always got something to say, like I'm big. And I really was feeling that for years. No. And I had it all wrong. He just really valued something. Yeah. And um, but again, communication breakdown. We yeah. go on and on about how communication could be broken down. Right. Um, right and it could right. cause instability. Because to me, that made me unstable because I couldn't be comfortable in what I wanted to wear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what about like um and we've talked about this before on other shows, unspoken expectations. Oh yeah. 
uh, when, yeah, unspoken expectations can cause breakdowns in um, the emotional stability. It's like, you know, you expected, you know, one thing from a wife or you expected one thing because of a character trait of a person and everything didn't pan out the way you thought it was. You're like, okay, well, my wife is a caring person. I've known her to always be a comforter. And then the first time you get sick, your wife is like, okay, babe, well, here's everything you need. I'm about to run. You're like, wait yeah. a minute now, ma'am. I've known you to always be a care provider and a comforter. That's a character mm. trait of yours. Yeah. But you ain't like that for me. So you don't love me the way you have loved these other people that I've seen you care for. So now it's a, it's unspoken mm. expectation. Yeah. I and think that, that's a good one. And that unspoken part is mm-hmm. the one that really gets us in a bind when it comes to um you know what's going on with our emotions it's um, a catch-22 though right isn't it i mean when you think about unspoken expectations versus communication breakdowns you know you got like okay well shoot i am i'm i'm, I'm damned if i do damned if i don't right like if mm-hmm. i don't say something now I'm, I'm right i'm walking around with all this stuff going on in my head but if i do something say something I run the risk of you saying you, it being offensive or it being hurtful or it being misunderstood. So I think it's it's important that we try to understand um, the balance in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really a fine line. It is. And I bet a whole lot of men feel like that when it comes to women. And he like, they be like, I, I'm, if I say something, I'm wrong. If I don't say something, I'm wrong. Like, right. But again, it's just about knowing what communication is needed and necessary um, with your spouse, how they receive things and making sure they're receiving things the way that you throw them out there. Um, I mean, there's always the typical troubles that can come in a marriage, like, you know, betrayal. Um, There's the loss of income, the loss of a loved one. Um, There's uh, role changes in the household, um, we had some role changes when all of a sudden my husband was working from home um, mm. and I was I was used to him being gone and Girl, having my that, freedom. That, <laughs> that, I'm, in, I'm living that now. I think we both are. And I just, who child. It's something yes. about the, it's not even about, and what's so crazy is that my husband's like, well, I'm in the office. Like, I don't even know how it's interrupting your day. And I'm just like, it's not, you don't understand. It's like the way I flow when ain't nobody here. Yes. It's just different you know what i'm saying like i might decide to get up and cut the music on and like blast that joint you know uh-huh but because you're here i have to be considerate like i don't know if you're in a meeting or in a conference call i can't blast the music you know what i mean i might i just flow a little bit differently when it's when it's it's, it's a freedom right yeah yeah it's a different way you move and shake when somebody in the house especially it, it is for a housewife because then you got to make sure okay uh, it's like having a kid at home because it's like okay did you eat uh is he gonna want me to make lunch uh, um what it for my i'll say for my spoils uh, <laughs> you started it, it you started it and yes. now you gotta keep it going yes he definitely is like uh are you cooking something my husband gets three squares from the stove most days i'll say that you better than, me. You better than me you better than me um, yeah, you better than me. I'm too busy being uh food for my baby. Yes, literally. you are food. You're a new mama, so you are food for the baby. I am. <laughs> so I mean from these things then, like for um there's I don't I feel like you go through this cycle in any 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 marriage relationship to get to emotional stability, right? Like you don't mm-hmm. start off emotionally stable I feel like any new marriage is is automatically emotionally unstable right because mm-hmm. you are um you are um fighting one to get to get to this place of um understanding and maturity and oneness whenever you're new um because you just don't know right everything is a honeymoon you feel like you don't care about anything like you're you let a lot of stuff go you don't you know you try not to build up this resentment but then as you go in and you go on in the marriage you know you start getting a little sensitive stuff start hitting because you're like but i love you why would you treat me this way why would you talk to me like this and 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 you're emotionally unstable because you have 
unspoken expectation on what the marriage is supposed to be like right, right? when yes. you're coming in and so then you go through that whole cycle of things and then you know from there you um you you try to you you build in these patterns and you may have some resentments left you may have some issues that you got to deal with you may have some stuff that you got to work through so i feel like these changes is almost cyclical right because it go mm. from um, depending on what you deal with in your marriage, right? So then you enter an issue, and now you got some mistrust, and now you got some, you know, betrayal or something else shifted, and so you're you're on this emotional upheaval left and right. And I think the bigger thing is like, how do we get to the solid ground where we just we just rock solid, like we just good, we just I get you, you get me. There's no emotional upheaval anymore. Well, that's the thing. I think you said you touched on something when you said new couples. And I think you enter marriage thinking that you good, that you emotionally stable, that all of y'all, I know him, he know me. um, We good. We have this. We understand each other. You go into a marriage thinking those things. And then all of a sudden there is heartbreak when you realize, oh, things are different. Oh, I didn't know that about him. Oh, I just realized. Oh, well, his mama said this. Oh, you know, I didn't know this thing from his past, you know, and and really uh, we could talk about that for a second. Um, there are some things that people, you know, that happen in people's past mm-hmm. that show up in a marriage um, that that we thought we were good with. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like if like if, if there was an absent parent. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You might you know, it, it, you have a, a husband that's thriving, doing good in the world, um, making a, a great, you know, ma- a great uh, career and, you know, friend group and um, and all of that kind of stuff. But then when you guys talk, start talking about having children or having a family, um, then you realize, wait a minute, he got some he got some mm. issues. He's got some, maybe some abandonment issues. Mm. Um, um, I can't never, I can't never go nowhere or I'm talking about me and the baby going on a trip or, or you know what I'm saying? To go see my mom or something. Mm. And there's a complete breakdown or something happens because there are past things, um, that, that, um, happened to him emotionally that you don't know that it's going to affect you until you get married. That's so good because a lot of this stuff is really experiential, right? It's like you don't know until you're in the situation. And and that's the nature of marriage. It's like a constant because it's life. You're doing life with someone and mm-hmm. in doing life with somebody, you have different experiences and different uh, situations that you encounter that you don't even know how it's going to go until you get there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's kind of like this. um this set offset recalibrate cycle so set is a set in the initial foundation right mm-hmm. offset is whenever something happens that breaks it down right and then the reset is when we got to pick up these pieces <laughs> put it all back together again mm-hmm. and get us back on course again and i think that the trouble lies in the offset and the reset right because i think in between the offset is where you where you encounter that mistrust right it's where you encounter that hurt it's where you encounter that oh i didn't know you had emotional baggage oh i didn't know you had abandonment daddy issues is, like, right, issues or, daddy issues of, right mm-hmm. all that and so then now we got to get back to recalibrate um we got to get back to get back on track and then i have to i have a decision to make right how do i how do i get through uh through that fire how do i get through that challenge um especially when you've encountered certain things and that you've been triggered right and the and the trigger is something happened like for example for me i was um i experienced um um abuse in my childhood like mm-hmm. sexual abuse in my childhood mm-hmm. and that created a problem for sexual intimacy between me and my husband mm-hmm. and that was that was an issue right so it's you know we thought we were good until he said something that it was triggering right and so whenever he said that thing that was triggering it threw me off like and I was not able to get in the flow of things anymore because I was just like no I don't know and so what that did is that shook his confidence 
and the ability for us to be able to come together and enjoy one another as we should as husband and wife right and so then he became like well okay well is this okay and should I do this or should I do that and so there was this whole um um I want to say off kilter about Mm -hmm. the sexual experience and it took a whole lot of work to get to the recalibration phase of okay it's okay you know we can do this this is fine that is fine and that took emotional work on my part it took confidence building on uh, on his part in order to bring that full circle and for us to be able to have emotional stability in our marriage surrounding that issue yeah and I think um you know it's PTSD it's relationship PTSD it's things that you know you're like you said your triggers um things happen in the marriage that trigger people to you know the heartbreak they had in their last marriage or that one girl that you know they proposed to and 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 this happened or the the person they thought that was the one that cheated on them or you know um you know, the abuse or the absent parent or the abandonment or, I mean, just all kinds of things that set people off and bring up these triggers um, that can cause trouble in the marriage that ain't nobody know was coming. We thought we was good. Right. We knew each other. We was free, loving each other, all of this kind of stuff. And then boom, it sets us off and our communication is bad and um, I can't talk to you. I can't say this. I don't know. You're going to automatically start crying or you're going to shut down. Right. The things that right. people do. So um, so you you are using some phrasing that I think is really good. You're talking about the mm-hmm. reset. You're talking about um, what were the words? Say that again. Oh, um, recalibration. Okay. Right. So that so you have the the um the initial set, the offset, and then the recalibration, right? The reset. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So you think that you're set, right? And then you get offset and then you gotta, you know, reset essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so it's it's set, offset, reset. It's kinda like a set, triangle. Offset, reset. So let's talk about what you do during the offset during the fire, you know, during these little fires that have um, created these rifts in your marriage. Um, the first thing, I mean, one thing that we've said um, over and over and over, it is the communication, um, mm. the over communication. And I think when we talk about over communication, communicate with your spouse when, you know, at a time um, and in a way that both of you can understand like communicate for clarity yes oh my god say that 10 times fast i think too also not just uh, for clarity but also just kind of let's give the people some tools because this is it if you're trying to communicate for clarity and you've been messing it up you 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 can never get through y'all are just fighting it out and ending up back at square one at the end of each fight session right mm-hmm Set up your ground rules, right? Set up your communication markers, right? Um, example, I'm going to, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna talk, we're gonna have a talking piece. You know, if I hold if I hold this kitchen spoon, I have the floor. Whenever, you know, I'm done talking, you can have the kitchen spoon and you can and then we're gonna both take notes, right? We're gonna make points and, and we're gonna write them down so that everyone can communicate and everybody can get it out. And then you know, we are we're not going to raise our voice. We're not going to um, we're not going to use attacking or inflammatory language towards one another. Yes. Um. You know, and, and at the end of this, our end goal is to make a resolution. So keep keep you some paper, get you some columns yes. going. You know, here's my points that I want to make. Here's the points I'm hearing you make. OK. And then on the resolution, how do we how do we how do we get our needs met? And if you use this method, one, this will help to, one, alleviate anybody talking over anybody, right? Mm-hmm. So there alleviates that back and forth, which can be so frustrating whenever you're having a conversation with your spouse. Like, I don't want no back and forth. I'm trying to make a point, and I want you to listen to me until I'm done talking, right? Yes, yes. Um, set a and timer. These are your, you only, these are right? your rules of engagement. These are your, your rules, rules of engagement. engagement when it comes to creating clarity um, yep. when you communicate. Yes. Mm-hmm. So then you, you know, um, I have a time limit of how long I can talk. You can't sit up here and hold the floor for 10 minutes straight 
and you talking, 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 talking. We got 57 points because you ain't giving up no floor. You got a minute and a half to say what you got to say. <laughs> right. A minute and a half. After that minute and a half, you got to give it up, right? Yes. And then we, at the end of it, we're trying to reach a resolution, right? Because the goal is not to be fighting with your spouse. It's to communicate your issue, and then it's to resolve the issue. Right, right. Um, again, with these tools, what you want to do is make sure that you are being heard. These are checkpoints. You make sure you're doing these check-ins while, you know, you going through the offset. Um, and also, this will help to create vulnerability, Right. And in order to become, you know, emotionally stable in your marriage, you both have to be completely open and vulnerable, 100 um, percent, you know, ready and able to communicate your feelings. Or if you don't know what you feel and it's a combination of things, be ready to communicate those things. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to cry, if something makes you uh, angry, then mm-hmm. say that. Say yes. this is really frustrating. This makes me angry. And and then have the person that you are sitting across from really trust them that mm. they will receive what you're saying and not know that you don't not and know that you don't have malice intent. You have yeah. to have, you know, trusted, vulnerable space. Can I add to that? Just like um, you, you do want to have that vulnerability. Um, dang it. I hate when that happens. I had a what? point. It was going to be good. Write it and down. It We're away. trying to have clear, clear communication. I know. <laughs> and I'm messing up communication. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, well, if you think, if you think about it, come back to it because I do want to, I do want to also say that when it comes to some things that are going on during the fire of things that are causing some, you know, that could co- cause emotional trauma to the relationship that you have to, during these times of communication, also plan for the next part of it like make plans for after the rain be optimistic that this is not the end of the relationship this is not you know a death of your trust you know forever this is not the end of an opportunity to you know uh gain ground in your finances or to um guide your kids in the right direction this is not the end of that this is you know, a part of it. This is just a, a bump in the road. This is not the end of the road. So like you're saying, don't be dramatic. <laughs> don't be dramatic. Okay. Like it's not all over. It's not going to be like, oh my God, everything is bad. And I can't take it. And it's over. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think for, too. The death till you part. <laughs> yeah, it is. Till you, till you part. Till you part from the earth. Yeah, I would say also. So I remember what I was gonna say. I was gonna say use your words because we were talking about feelings. We we're talking about whenever you're feeling like a certain way about a thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's also important to use your words. It's something I say often, um, and I mean that because we get in this habit of saying things like "I'm feeling some kind of way," quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. Some kind of way is an emotion, and mm-hmm. I think it makes more sense to sit back and try to pinpoint what is this way that I'm feeling? What is this emotion that I'm feeling? I can't say it got me feeling some kind of way because some kind of way can mean several different things. It could mean it's making me frustrated. It could be I'm annoyed. It could be I'm angry. Um, It could be it's upsetting me, you know, and making me uh, um, flustered. It could be just any number of these emotions to say I'm feeling some kind of way. I've taken the saying I'm having a mixed emotion. So mm-hmm. if you if we talk if you talk to me frequently you'll you'll hear me say that at some point. I'm having a mixed emotion. Um and and that mixed emotion is my own way of saying I'm feeling some kind of way because I've identified that I'm having mixed emotions. I'm feeling like, you know, I'm feeling a little frustrated, I'm feeling a little irritated. I don't especially like this that or the third and it's my way of using my words and being able to say this is exactly what I'm feeling. This is exactly what's going on on the inside of me and this is what I think needs to happen in order to alleviate, relieve or resolve that issue which I think is so important for every wife to be able to use her words um 
because we're guilty, ladies. We're guilty of being just emotional and feeling like that's sufficient. It is not. It is not sufficient to be losing it. Right. Mm -hmm. You can't just cry. I mean, if you have to cry, cry. But you can't just sit in a cry. Right. You can't just be like, okay, crying it out. And that's that because at the end of tears, you might feel a little bit of emotional relief, but the issue itself is not resolved. It's still and in order there. To res- right. You know what I'm saying? Like the issue is still there and you can cry about it if you want to. And that's fine. But after you are done crying, sis, you got to dry those tears and put on your big girl pants, resolve that issue. So definitely use your words. Yeah. So just real quick, I want to talk about what um, the six basic type of emotions, the six basic type of emotions. Um, some say there's eight, but mostly there's six. There's happiness, mm-hmm. sadness, fear, disgust, anger, and surprise. Now, Mm -hmm. some people will weave in um, anticipation, um, joy or trust um, as some some of those emotions. But the six basic are happy, sad, fear, disgust, anger and surprise. Mm -hmm. Now, those are the six basic emotions. Now, Mm -hmm. from those emotions, there are so many different ways that you can mix and mingle them Mm -hmm. that can describe what's going on because what's going on is complex. And so where you are emotionally is complex. So you can be happily surprised. You can be saddened and surprised and Mm. you can be fearful and surprised, right? Mm. You can be disgusted and surprised and you can be angry and surprised. All of those things can work with surprise and then all the way around the emotional spectrum. Mm. Um, but if you can first identify one of the six as the basic emotion you're feeling, and then see where the combination happens, mm. you can use your words to identify your emotions, and therefore you can control your actions. Ta-da. I like that. Right? And, and if you can clearly communicate what you're feeling, And then that'll help you understand why it's all about breaking down the complexity of your feelings. And then it'll help you break down the complexity of the situation. Right. And so if you are surprised and sad, it could be it could show up as disappointment. Mm. You know, and so now, you know, basically what happens, I'm surprised that I lost my job and I'm sad because of what it's going to do to our family. Right. And um, that's creating some anxiety and some angst, some of those other words. But first, you have to know what is going on, break down those emotions Mm-hmm. Um, and communicate those so the person that you're with can know because because uh, uh, most guys, you know, they stand there with their hands up like, I, I don't even know what I said. I don't right. even know what I did. Right. You know, <laughs> and you're just like, don't worry about it. Just whatever. I'm fine. Right. Well, no, we're not fine. You know, mm-hmm. we're angry about something. We're surprised and angry that you would say that. <laughs> you know, yeah. we are. We are surprised and saddened that you would say that or that you would do that. You know, we're disgusted and sad. You know, what are the what are the combination? What's the complexity of the emotion, you know, that you feel? Yeah. Um, It's a lot. Now, let's talk about I want to really touch on the aftermath. Yeah. Um, And this is one that you said is what you say. um, Recalibration. Recalibration, right? So the aftermath, um, that could look like a lot of different things and it can result in a lot of different things if it's done in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, a healthy way you can, you know, after, you know, trauma or something that could cause instability in your marriage, if you seek counseling, professional counseling um, or counseling within community, um, then that could be a healthy way to regain emotional stability in your marriage. Um, sitting down and having that heart to heart with your spouse. I mean, sitting knee to knee, eye to eye, and just talking about what happened. Um, your true feeling about the way you responded, good, bad, or indifferent, being honest and vulnerable, and how that your spouse's response made you feel. Absolutely. Um, And I think when you can do that as a couple, it creates even a deeper level of vulnerability and intimacy 
which can just take your marriage up 15, 20, 30 notches. Um, And if you think about a lifetime with somebody, um, all of the things that you can encounter, if you can handle situations like that and have the aftermath be done healthy, then the bond you will have and becoming one will grow deeper. You guys will grow closer. Uh, You can go closer together. Hmm. I like it. I think it's important and I, I, I 100% agree. I won't add anything to it because I think you summed it up real well. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, um, definitely uh, have that heart to heart, get some time away ha- and, yes. and, and work on increasing that intimacy. Intimacy is the ultimate goal, right? Because intimacy is where you want to live. You want to live in a space where you trust your spouse, where you can have these deep conversations, where you can uh, share your emotions and feelings and using all of your words and feel like that's a safe place. So um, we really encourage you to get there. So we've given you some great tools. Hopefully you will take them, run with them, utilize them in your marriage situation. But I'm eager to move us forward because we got some stuff that's popping in the press that we yes. need to discuss. Um, Misha, you had a really great story, um, but I want to start because there's this uh, there's this guy from Love and Hip Hop. I forgot his name. Mercedes Mercedes. Mendeecees. Mendeecees. <laughs> Girl, listen, y'all know I don't be watching these reality shows except some of them. <laughs> yes. Um. So Mendeecees is coming under fire now because he has an adoptive daughter who is who is arguably grown arguably she's 19 so you know she's on the grown-ish spectrum and uh he has offered to find her an apartment help pay for some bills for a little bit so that she can be moved out on her own doing her own thing because they've been having some conflict in the house and he's coming to the fire because people are saying, you know, well, that's harsh. That's wrong. You shouldn't be putting your daughter out, you know, um, all this kind of thing. And I don't know about because I'm feeling like, but it's it's tight, but it's right. Yeah. Uh, you know? I, I feel like you're 19. And if you want to act like an adult, then you should, you know, carry yourself as an adult and I should treat you like an adult. I think he's being mm-hmm. really generous by saying he going to pay for it. He going to set her up and pay for it. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Like that's real kind. That's real kind. Yeah. Cause, Cause I come from the school of put you out. I, listen, you want to be grown and grown? Not in this house. It's only Go. one queen in this house. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I'm saying. Right. You, you know what? You want to act grown? Go be grown. Go be grown in these grown streets. Right. Go ahead and go ahead and get you some adulthood out here. Go on and hit. Go on and hit these hard knocks and let me know how you feeling. Yeah, cause uh, when once that grown adult hit you, that real life hit you. Don't nobody really want that. Not for real. For real. I no. Been- I've been grown for a minute. I don't. I didn't want it. I don't. No, I want to get back. Please. Like somebody come and get this adulthood. <laughs> right, mommy. Please play these bills. Like, right. Let me go back because the no bills life was a life we didn't even know was so great. We thought oh. we thought the freedom of adulthood was being able to make your own decisions, do what you want to do. But I kind of missed the days wherein food just showed up on the table and it was hot and prepared for me, and all I had to do was come eat. Like right. that. That was the life. Just that was all you do is wash. All you do is wash these dishes. The, wash these dishes. That's how you got to do. And then when you was real little, you didn't have to do that. You had to show up and eat. You just showed up and eat. And then you yeah. went off to go play. And then yeah, you know, I don't washed up to go to bed. But I mean, it just it was nice. Like you didn't even know it was nice. You resented your parents. You was like, see, y'all get to stay up all night, do what you want to do, tell somebody else when they going to bed, Girl. yada yada. Well, I gotta lay in the bed and the sun ain't even all the way down yet. I didn't even know how good I had it. It would be so nice to just lay it, just go lay down. Right. It would be so nice <laughs> to not have to do anything but just go lay down. I think that they are, I don't think he's wrong for it. I really don't. I think that, you know what, she want to be grown, go be grown. I hope he do put her out. I think it's very nice of him to set her up for success. Yes. Because it help, helping you get an apartment, setting you up on your own, that's beautiful. I mean, you might yeah, not be able to partake 
of all the wonders of living at home. Like, you know, you might have to go on and replenish your own fridge. You know what I mean? You got to make sure right. you got your own little snacks up in there. You might have to go and replenish your own closet. You but know? you ain't worried about but you ain't worried about rent. Listen. You ain't worried about rent. But I mean, you know what? I think it's I think it's a beautiful thing. I think that more of these kids need to get gone and put out so that they can figure this out. This life for themselves. And I ain't mad at them. I'm gonna just give them a two thumbs up on it. I'ma give Mandisi's a two thumbs up for putting putting her out. You wanna add grown, yeah. you wanna talk grown, you wanna go on social media and be grown. Well, Ooh. be grown out of my house. Flat out, you're not gonna live in my house and talk crazy about me in these streets. You about to go. In the streets. No, no, ma'am. Go, go be in the streets. Uh, speaking of in the streets, yes, um, there is a scenario that is going around right now on social media. Uh-huh. And so here's the story. Okay. So there's a boy. Mm-hmm. Of course, he has a mother and father. And this mm-hmm. um, and both of them love him very much. Mm-hmm. Um, the boy is riding. He's riding the public transportation. He's riding the bus to and from school and to and from practice. Mm-hmm. And his father decides, you know what? I'm going to buy you a car. Now, the mother and father are not in a relationship. They are not together. The mother mm-hmm. has remarried. Uh-huh. Okay, so the father, the baby daddy says, I'm going to buy my son a car. He buys his son a BMW, nice car, safe to get around in. He has no worries, no cares. His son is good. Okay, uh-huh. Uh-huh. so um, his son is taking the car to and from practice, to and from school. Everything is great. One day, the um, mother who is married to another man, not the baby daddy, um, the mother says, hey, I have some errands that I have to run today. And my husband stepdad the stepdad the stepdad uh has to go to work so the stepdad takes the car the bmw um the takes the sons car. the bun the so the son's bmw and um the mother takes the family car to do her errands so it sounds like this family they share a car they share a car it uh-huh. looks like they, they were all sharing a car. That's why the son was the boy was taking a bus in the first place right okay yeah yeah so the son, you know, is on the phone with his dad after school and he's on the bus. And the dad is like, why are you on the bus? Where's your car? And he like, well, mama had to run some errands. So stepdaddy took my car to go to work. Mm-hmm. Who the first one getting a black eye? You so silly. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know what? I, 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 it's a, It's a mixed bag situation. I personally don't think it's right for the uh, the stepfather to have ever taken the boy's car. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't think that it's cool. Um, and, and it's a hard thing, right, when you're in a blended family. I am not in a blended family. So mm-hmm. let me just say I, I don't wear that hat. So my sympathies are not, you know, prone to the blended family situation in that way. I feel like this. And then, too, it's so hard because y'all don't know. I don't. There's a lot of things we don't know. We don't know when mm. the mother and father, the mother and stepfather got married, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know how long this stepfather has been in his life. Um, you know, he sounds like he's in high school because he's, he's, he's an eligible driver, you know, so he's an older kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't, we don't know if he just got here or if he been here. You know what I mean? Because if mm. he been here, ah, it's still hard. Because the thing is, he didn't buy that car, and it's 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 really a thing between the boy and his his biological father, and I just don't think that it's right for him ever to use that car. Like I don't think there's ever a situation where it's okay. Okay, so here is some of the what's going on on social media. So there are some legit brawls on social media right now where people oh, are wow. like, um, but he is staying under the roof of the stepdad. Yes. All yes. the me- the meals that he is eating, uh, the clothes that's getting washed, the daily guidance, um, mm. all of those things are happening under the roof of the stepdad. Um, yeah. And so, how can a stepdad not be, you know, entitled to? Hey, I need to use a car for a minute. Now. I don't. I, I'm not in this situation. Oh, uh, that's you know. I I don't have the blended family, but I would just think that <laughs> all of this lies on the mama. I blame the mama. 
because the mama could have taken the BMW and it would have been a lot easier scenario if she would have been like, oh, I'm driving the BMW because I had to run some errands and uh, the stepdaddy had to take the family car. Mm. But I think it might have been a slight bit petty for her to let the stepdaddy drive the car that the baby daddy broke. What you think? I don't. Yeah, no, no, no. Look, you don't think agree. it was a little petty? You don't think she was being petty? The uh, stepmother? The, the, no, the ain't no stepmama. I mean, uh, the mom. The mom, The mom yes. being petty? I, listen, I think that it's only cool. Never. Like, Never. I just don't think yeah. it's cool. I just don't think it's cool. Like, I feel like I get it. I hear what you're saying. And blah, blah, blah. Because that's what I'm hearing after after I after I think what I thought. It's blah, blah, <laughs> blah to me. Because in my head, I it ain't right. He His dad bought him a thing, right? Mm-hmm. His dad bought him a thing. It is his thing by right of his, his birth father has given it to him. No one has the right to take it, use it, or make arrangements for it other than him and his father. That's that the car, as far as I'm concerned, is their business. So mm-hmm. that means that the mother has no responsibilities for the car. She ain't got to give him gas money for the car. She don't have to pay for no maintenance on the car. She don't have to support the car in any way. That is the business of the boy and his daddy. And his stepfather also, same applies. He don't have no responsibility to the car. And he also does not have any privileges to the car. Now, that said, it is the boy's car. Mm-hmm. And if he decides I want to allow my stepfather to use it, uh huh, then I allow him to use it because it's my property to loan out as I choose. Um, but the father, I think his biological father, is right to be angry. Yeah, yeah, he's right. To I be agree angry because I would feel like you taking advantage of my child. I agree that the biological father has a right to be angry. Um. But I do feel like the the fault of it all goes to the baby mama because she knows she shouldn't let her husband drive the car. She should have took the BMW and uh, the husband should have took the family car and it wouldn't have been as much of an issue. It would have probably um, been a non-issue. But I been, feel like at some point, the boy, but, the, but I don't think however they worked it out. The boy should have never been on the bus. Period. He should have never been on the bus. I mean, like, the flat boy out, like, either, never either, been either, on the bus. if you want to say, okay, I'm going to drop my stepdad off to work, that's that's nice. If you want to, if, if mom wants to drop husband off at work, which is really what should have happened, she should have dropped him off to work and then when it ran her errands. Because then that makes a lot more sense. Somebody should have called an Uber. The car situation between mom and dad, though, mom and stepdad. It's their business. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You yep. got to go to work. And you got to run errands. That's between y'all to work out how he going to get to work. That's wrong with even. That's my point. The boy's car is his business between him and his daddy. Uh, stepdaddy getting to work is his business between him and his wife. The boy ain't got nothing to do with him getting to work. Mm. And that's that. And that's how we feel on the situation. Uh, she feel like it ain't nobody business. I feel like the mama was being petty. <laughs> she being petty and messy. And uh, the boy should have, long story short, the boy should have never been on the bus. Flat out. Period. <laughs> Point blank. That's, that's, that's that. And that's that. That's that. Listen, we really appreciate y'all kicking it with us. Lakendra, can yes. you close us out? I think, you know what, listen. Um, in any marriage situation, you know, wherever you are, you can all you may find yourself in the set stage where everything is new and fresh in the um, in the offset where things are off kilter a little bit where we don't know. Or you could be in the reset phase wherever you are. Make sure that you are progressively moving yourself through each of these phases so that you can enjoy some emotional stability in your marriage relationship so that you can ultimately have that intimacy that 
that you so desire in order to have the kind of marriage that gets till death do you part. Listen, we are here to love on you, to support you, and to champion you to get until death do you part. We don't want to see nobody divorced. We want everybody to be happy in your marriage relationship. We want you making good love. We want you laughing and kicking. We want you having healthy children and, and ultimately having a great um, and emotionally stable marriage relationship, yo. We hope you got something out of everything we had to share. We love y'all so much, but we got to go live our own lives so we appreciate you keep listening hit us on all of our major platforms facebook um instagram twitter holler at us or email us at three dope wives that's t-h-r-e-e dope wives at gmail.com and we love you we'll see you again soon this has peace been another peace. episode of three dope wives sis we are so glad you took a minute to get real with us. Yep. Listen, I want you to know something. Every day a woman is married and a wife is made. Vows are exchanged and hopes arise. Mm-hmm. And every day a woman's dreams are crushed. Crush. Let me tell you, crushed. Crushed. <laughs> by the reality of what marriage really is. True. Stay tuned with us and we will help you survive another day of this crazy, crazy, crazy married life. Crazy married life. I promise we will. Now, if you would like to submit a question or a topic of discussion, please send your request to 3dopewives at gmail.com. That's T-H-R-E-E, dopewives at gmail.com. And we'll see you again next time, girl. <laughs>